Self-esteem is from doing esteemable acts. So you have to go into the danger zone. You have to fuck up and pull yourself up and figure it out. That's where you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm amazing. (laughs) Because you got to come full circle with it. You got to not be amazing, not be amazing, getting better, doing great. Oh my God. And this is, this is the best. My clients love me. Hey Slay, hey everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina, and welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. We want to give all the love to our sponsors at Oligo Professional. Nina, I want to dig deep with you really quick about our Oligo Pro fam Facebook page. We are building a solid tribe of hairstylists. I mean, I think it's over 5,000 where we celebrate education and resources and business knowledge. Um, what is one of your favorite things about it? Listen, I live for the Oligo Pro Fam Facebook group because there is so there's a lot of engagement, which I absolutely love, and it's open to anyone. Obviously, hairstylists and salon owners, please feel free to find us on Facebook at Oligo Pro Fam and join our little group. But there is a lot of education, there is a lot of resource, but there's a lot of engagement. Yes. There's a lot celebration of work. There's a lot of um, questions being asked, like, how do I do X, Y, Z? You know, what formula would you use? There's just a lot of really cool engagement. And that's probably what I love the most about the group. And you're sharing education and information. We have educators now that are going to be coming in and sharing education and information. And every Monday I share business information and education. So I live for it. So join us on Facebook, Oligo Pro Fam come be a part of our fam. I love it. We can't wait to see you there. All right, Nina, we have a special guest today and Mm -hmm. you know, we live for a guest and their story. So I'm going to get into it. We have Janine Jarman. She is a mom and boss of Curl Colts and heroin salon here in Los Angeles, specifically Hollywood, California. She is a celebrity stylist and 21 years in the hair game. So welcome, Janina. Hi, we love you. We're so excited to be on the podcast. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yes. So excited to chat with you. So crazy, quick little story. We met you at Naha. Yes. Yes. When we were waiting in line to go on the on right carpet. carpet and we were yeah. talking with you because we were talking to um, Fatima. Fatima. Yes. I didn't want to pronounce her name wrong. So I was processing. Yeah. But, oh my God. Love her so much. So we started chit chatting about dresses and my jumpsuit. And then your cute little face came around and I was like, who's this? So we just started chatting with you and it was like, we're all here in Los Angeles and you started talking about, um, you know, perms and curl cult and all of the things what we're going to get into today. But first we want to know, so we already know that you've been 21 years in the game right behind me, 25 years. So now I don't feel so old. <laughs> I have a partner in crime today and just curious, are you from California? How long have you been a hairstylist? I know that you, how long have you been an owner? Just give us those little tidbits of information just so we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I know I met you guys at Naha and fully like accosted you. Let's be honest. Let's call it how it is. 
<laughs> I was like, hey, I'm Janine. I have a new product line. I want to tell you guys about it. Like, uh, there's nothing subtle in my approach, but you guys are kind for acting like I was a normal person. Um, I'm from California, uh, Southern California. I like my teen years, I grew up in Huntington Beach. That's where I went to beauty school, Golden West Beauty School, Golden West um, Cosmetology School, a community college. Um, started my career out there, but quickly came up to LA because, again, like everything in my life, I kind of stumbled upon this little burlesque troupe. Um, you know them as the Pussycat Dolls. And I was 19 years old. They needed a hairdresser. And I would drive up in my, you know, like, 1992 Honda Accord yes. as fast as I could in, in rush hour and do their hair when they were performing at the Viper Room. And there was like wow. 15 of them at the time. Wow. Yeah. So, and then they turned into a pop group and I just was up here all the time. Um, and that led me to opening my own salon at 24 here in LA. I was working at a salon. And three months into it, I just moved to LA. I was living my best life. <laughs> I actually, re- <laughs> how crazy is this? You know, Kristen S., the very like famous hairstylist with the product line. Yes. She was my first roommate in Los Angeles. What? Like I was roommates with her. Yeah. I mean, before she was famous with the product line, we were just like, you know, two hairdressers that were like from the sticks of California, trying to make it in the big city. <laughs> little, little country mouses. Um, but yeah, she's my first roommate. I started like renting a chair up here part-time. The salon owner ended up going to jail and everybody left. And like a lunatic, I was like, yeah, I should definitely stay here and take the salon over while he's in jail. And I did. And I had to go down to Men's Central Prison, get the lease agreement signed over. And lucky for me, he was in the hole, which... I didn't know much about jail at the time. Um, you can't visit someone in the hole, but it showed that I did my due diligence to love it. You know, try to, yeah, did my thing. Needless to say, when he got out, he was less than thrilled with me taking over his salon while he's locked up. Um, but yeah, that is, I was 24 years old and that's how I got a salon. I am Listen, I'm on the edge of my seat because one thing that I will say is that awareness is everything, right? So you did talk about like by chance or by their, you were looking in the right direction. And I love that you were eager to like fearless and maybe you didn't have all the knowledge, but you knew that you had your hands and you knew how to work hair. And it's like, when you know that, yeah, anything's possible, right? And I, so now, how long have you been owning the salon? I've owned the salon for 16 years, and there is a bigger piece to that, like, yeah. puzzle. Like, I was 24 and definitely had was like almost too naive to second guess myself. Mm. The other thing I had, I've been saving like 30% of my income as I made more money, I pretended like I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't just wow. putting it away, putting it away, putting it away. And that was because my mentor at the time was Michael O'Rourke, the founder of Sexy Hair and Carlton Scott. Yes. So that I was his assistant, like, and traveled all over the world with him, did all this stuff. And he was always like, save your money, buy land. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, I'm like 20, you know, so 
I worked. I was too broke ass to go out and party. I just worked and saved my money. Jumped on every opportunity, like the pussycat dolls. I think this is important too for anybody that's like, I want to break into the industry. I mean, to this day, I probably still do more free work than I do paid work. But when that work pays, it pays. Honey. <laughs> yes. So it's like you, you know, like I just stuff that fills my bucket. Bucket. So doing the pussycat dolls. It probably sounds psychotic being like, yeah. And I drove up to LA. I mean, they did pay my parking, you know, so I was getting a, a, a cool $20 a gig. Um, but I had the opportunity at 19 to do 15 people's hair as fast as I could with, they're not paying me. So what's their expectations, you know, at this point. So I got my speed up, my understanding up, um, yes. the pressure up, like all that. It was, I got to practice and practice and practice. So that's really what got me there. And then when I wasn't doing, when I wasn't behind the chair or, or doing, you know, who, whoever would hire me on anything, I was working for a product company. So I didn't have to waitress. And the like little bit of tidbits that both Michael Rourke and then Donna Federici was his vice president. You know, they, without knowing it, were taking me under their wing and they'd be like, yeah. you know what you should do? You should do this. And I listened. And that's something I pride myself on is, listen, I do not know. I mean, I barely got through high school. Let's be honest. Like, thank God I'm a hairdresser. Otherwise, <laughs> Lord only knows I'd be selling tires somewhere or something. But I, anyone more successful than me or anyone that like lives a life that I admire be it a hairdresser, or anybody like this means anyone. If they're generous enough to give me advice, I listen. And mm, when the when when the salon the owner went to jail, I was like, I called my two mentors, Donna and, and Michael, and I was first was like, where else do I work? You know, <laughs> I've been here for three months, and they were like, like, how much money do you have saved? Which I was saving to buy a house, and I had. 30 grand saved at 24. And he's like, take over the salon, call the landlord, do hard things, do scary things. And I just did the things. And I just, oh my God, I was shaking, carrying that, that check. Like I'd never physically held that much money. Um, and I did it. I did the hard things. And Donna always said like, what's the worst that can happen? Are they going to come kill your family? Are they going <laughs> to, you know, are they going to physically attack you? And it's like, if those two answers are no, then go for it. Like, just go for it. Especially when wow. you're young, do, do things. So it's, I did yes, it. What you're sharing is so incredibly important because really the premise of this episode today is to talk about the amazing and endless opportunities that we have in this business. And you have to be there to grasp those opportunities yeah. when come. And it does mean doing free shit. I do free shit. Jay does free shit. We've been in the business for a long time. You're still doing free shit. Like you have to understand that you have to, um, you have to put yourself out there and you have to position yourself and you have to take opportunities that present themselves. So thank you for being honest and real about that because it is scary and you took the leap of faith and it has paid off for you. So I'm excited to learn more. I, yeah. okay. Ready, Janine, let's talk about it. To me, okay. you are the perm 
queen. And we're here to dive deep today on what does that world of perms look like, right? So let's talk about it. Old school versus new school. What is the difference now? Because we're really feeling an energy that perms are resurfacing, but it's looking a little bit different. So what is yeah. that revolutionary journey like with the perm, perm world? There's like a modern shift. What does it look yeah. like versus old school with the new school? Yeah. So for me, I mean, it's always, it's like a little bit laughable. It's like celebrity stylist to perm expert. Like it sounds like the weirdest transition <laughs> ever, but as somebody, and I still work behind the chair, um, I was noticing that there was this whole section of clients that were being left behind, mm. which oddly enough, <laughs> pun intended for the show, um, with the trends yeah. that didn't fall into like extreme colors, um, aggressive blonding that, that were like, I mean, I, I like want like subtle color. I want something that grows out easier. I'm a little more low maintenance, but I, but we kind of like chucked the low maintenance people and we're like, man, you can have like balayage and that's about it. Right. And there was more to this story. There was people too, that are like, I want low maintenance in the sense like it, and I had clients asking, like, is there anything I can do where I don't have to blow dry my hair? You know, and oftentimes it was like, oh, well, you're going to have to like wand it to fix it. Because uh, most clients have uneven texture, flat hair, you know, things like that. And little by little, and this was probably about 10 years ago, I always personally loved perms. I have naturally curly hair. So I would get the occasional clients like, I love your hair, you know. <laughs> Can I have that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll perm you because I'm down. I'm always yes. down to do something weird. So I started perming people. Um, I got featured in Refinery29 for my perms. I had people flying from everywhere to get their perms with me. And I was like, why aren't there people in Florida perming? Like, this is bizarre. This is a hairdresser thing. Like, this isn't some like, so I'm the first one to ever think of this. Like, no, like, this is weird. And that sent me on my journey seven years ago to really like start exploring like, all right, so I did new perm techniques, you know, wrapped in different ways, all reminiscent of all the session work that I've done. So all of the sets that I do are trying to emulate natural texture and then like desired results you would get using wands and irons and blow dryers. Um, but then even with all this perm business coming in, my stylist, and at the time I had a salon in New York as well. They were like, I mean, <laughs> right. no, we just really don't want to want to do it. I'm like, you guys, I'm making so much money. There's so many, like, I can't even keep up with the demand. And we really explored that. Like, what was, what was the difference of what would get you to do it versus why you don't want to do it? And it was right. inconsistent, inconsistent results, mm. super smelly. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest complaints was using end papers. They're like, oh, if I just didn't have to use end papers. I'm like, really? All right. Um, and yeah, that it just, it didn't look good for a while. Like you're like kind of had to overshoot it or undershoot. Like it was just not predictable, really messy. The longer the hair was, the harder it was to rinse out. It was uncomfortable for the client and all these things. So I with again, my, my mentor, Donna helped me find a um, factory in Italy 
that was willing to like trade services with me. Basically, I've uh, a lot of my other jobs include, which I always have like nine, um, doing like consulting with brands on go-to-market strategies for different initiatives. Basically, I speak hairdresser, salon owner, and I have a deep understanding of clients. So I have come in and like help like, all right, do this, but make it look like this and make it do like this. Here's the tools you need. Um, so I was like, all right, I will trade my services. I will help you guys do like some go-to-market strategy for your, because they had a color line um, to come to America. I'll help you speak American, basically. Like yes. make it look the visuals. I planned out the shoots, all that. And then in exchange, I was like, I need you to make me a cool perm that works better, is easy, looks good, and smells better. And um, I met with their like master chemist who is, I don't know, 40 years in the business. This grouchy, grouchy Italian man <laughs> with a, and this was, this all started probably five years ago was the first, our first meeting. Flew to Italy. I'm like, all right, with an interpreter. I'm like, this is da, 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 da. She translates it and he is livid. Like, what did his CEO sign him up for? Like, because me and the like boss of the company made the deal. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet with the chemist. The chemist is like, <laughs> throw in Italian. You know, he's like throwing his hands. The poor interpreter. She's like, um, so he's saying, why did you fly all the way from America to waste his time making something that nobody wants, that it's the worst selling skew they have. Wow. Like yeah. you're, you're crazy. And, you know, that's when I had to put on my big girl panties and really be like, all right, how am I, how am I going to get this mature gentleman who's a little bit machismo to see it my way? That's what I did. And this is like, I always laugh when people are like, oh, I, women in business. I'm like, it's the best because no one ever sees me coming. And I love it. <laughs> so there I was like, all right. So you tell him if he doesn't know how to make a perm. And if he's scared to make a perm, then I'll go find someone that isn't. Yes. Which, as you can imagine, what his reply was. I'm not afraid to make a perm. I make beautiful perms. I worked for L'Oreal for such and such years. I made their most popular perm. Needless to say, he's my new bestie. We yes. made a great perm. Because um, that was the thing. It's like, we've been threatening, oh, perm's coming back, probably since like 2018. Even before that, there's brands that have been like, the new perm, but nothing was different. It was just showing you how to set it different ways. Mm -hmm. Nothing about the actual process had changed. So with the curl cult perm, I put Piz and Protex technology, had them put Piz and Protex technology in the perm, which is pea protein, the smallest vegan protein molecule you can get. And it's um, like uh, food grade quality. So put that in the perm with Plex technology. We know there's a ton of additives out there for bleach that have like the Plex components in it. That's also in my perm. Yes. Um, the, mo the most important thing is my neutralizer goes right over top. So now we do not rinse the perm solution out of the hair, mm. which it's like, oh, that's cool. Why it's really cool is now we can do sculpting perms we can do finger waves we can do all sorts of stuff we were limited before to do because we, it had to withstand a big hose out mm -hmm. also 90 percent of the service is now done at the chair so that was that and it smells 
like it still has like a I like it's like a sour beer scent, but it smells way better. It does not smell like a sulfur bath. And once you neutralize the, the smell dissipates. So no client is left smelling like a perm when they go home. So all these things, like I had to change it to get today's hairdressers actually perming. And that I'm I'm really proud of the product we created. The perm, we like to sometimes even refer to it as a demi-perm because it has soft, touchable, natural results. People with the most stick straight hair that we perm, they're like, yeah, my family's like, oh, when did you start wearing your hair curly? They're like, no. So that's the best compliment, I think, is if no one knows you got a perm, that they just think that's your hair. And that that was the the result we needed. We Nobody wants, I mean, maybe, there. I take that back. There are some people that want crispy, crunchy, rum noodle. There's some mature perms out there. Like, we're not trying to compete with those. Like, if you love your crispy, like, stands up right after you take the roller out, keep it. Stay with her. She loves that. If you're looking for a natural perm that grows out with you, that smells better, easy to use, and is a higher end service, like higher end ticket item, that's what the Curl Cult perm is. And it it took me all together five years to develop wow. it, to secure funding. Yeah. That's amazing. That's it. So what do you say to, so here, I'm going to come and just be real yeah. when it comes to perms because I was yeah. the anti-perm. I hated perm. Yeah. I listen, I went to cosmetology school in the nineties. So perms were the thing I was already doing perms when I was in Votech and I had a team up with my buddy and we had to do perms together. And we were like bitching the whole entire time. <laughs> and then I, I know her, I, right? she comes to my classes. Yes. You know her too. Okay, perfect. So when I started doing hair and even was working at a salon, I just did not want to do perms. So my question in terms of just representing stylists now yeah that are in the industry and thinking, cause we stopped doing perms in my salon. We didn't even do them anymore. Yeah. And so in terms of making more money, in terms of dialing in their clientele with this, you know, perm that you're talking about in terms of creating a business, what would you say to that stylist that has this mindset of me where I don't want to do a damn perm. I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. What do you say to them? Cause I know that we talked with you before and this can be very lucrative. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, what is the new revolution of this for a hairstylist? Yeah, so the reality is consumerism has changed. We are, as, and I'm talking about like the client, you know, this is a service that is actually supporting the like deeper desires of clients, especially like when not like this is going to sound weird, like when the pandemic happened, because I was working on my perm, I was like, yay, this is perfect for permed hair. Like this is, we're going to come out of this wanting more effortless look. Like I saw that happening. I saw people yes. wearing their hair textured. And I was like, you know, the one reason I was happy about the pandemic, that, that and that alone. <laughs> um, but with that, it's like, how is a, st- how is a st- stylist? Are you going to respond to mm. the increased need and desire of clients wanting to either celebrate their own personal texture, support texture, or get texture. And that's really what this is. It's like, you know, even if you're a diehard foiler for always, or worse, diehard pulling it through a cap. Right. Okay, what are you going to do? And you're like, I hate foils. Like, okay, well, then you hate making money. So like you got adapt or die. And this is 
yes, I launched a kick-ass perm that I hope everyone uses because it is better. But more, there's a bigger story there. This is really responding to better supporting our clients and their success with their hair. And that was really how I ended up perm business finding me was clients that were like, please give me something that I'm successful with at home that's lower maintenance, that makes me feel more put together with doing less. And perming was was the answer. And they are the some of the most loyal clients I have with perms. For a short, a partial perm, I charge 150 bucks. Anybody like all the way up to my waist length perms are $800 and take me less yeah. than like three and a half, three and a half hours. Wow. So wow. with we've done we've done the math and in fact factoring in like the cost of color and everything in some cases I'm making in most cases I'm making more doing perms than I was doing color. I want to ask for anyone listening right now our listeners and they're like, oh my God, I am inspired. Like I want to dig deeper into mm-hmm. curl coal. I want to get education. How would you suggest them opening that door up to their consumers and their, their guests walking through the door? How do they start that conversation? Um, what are some tips on that? I think any good consultation starts with asking questions and listening. Yeah. So I always like to say like, if I could do anything for you today, like what would you change about your hair? Um, what holds you back? Like, what are your biggest frustrations? Mm. I mean, even without asking questions, it's, you know, number one pain point for clients across the U S is volume and density. Like, and that's not me saying that it's Google, Google literally reported on that. So that is them's as facts. <laughs> that is what the people are Googling. Um, so that alone, like volume and density, like you, I don't have to make your hair curly. I can do it on, on Velcro rollers. Oh, also our perm's not reactive with metal. So yes, I can also do it on Velcro rollers. I know, I know you would love that. Um, you know, like thinking out of the literal perm box, like, no, like kick the doors down. What, what can we permanently create texture wise on somebody's head and, and then throw the ball forward and, and work back that it's like, yeah, what, what would you change? And they're like, oh, I wish I could, like didn't have to style it in the morning. Okay, what do you normally have to do? Like, oh, this whole top area is just flat. I'm like, let's do a partial perm on you. Let's even out that texture, you know? So yeah. it's it's that, like even pe- people hesitant of getting extensions, we can perm extensions. We can, yeah, like it's, the sky's the limit with that. And it, it starts with listening to your client's like pain points with their hair, with their styling routine, traveling, like all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, my hair looks great here, but I go to, you know, I go to New York, whatever. And then it looks like crap. The second I hit humidity, like you can help them with embracing texture, um, be it their own or, or perm texture. I love that. I love that you asked that question because, and I, and I love the position because it really is all about the guest and it really is offering something that is going to change the way that they're styling the hair, the time that they're spending on styling their hair and having the option. That's what is awesome is having yeah. the option to be able to offer something like that to them. And it isn't, you know, a perm from 1985, you know? No. So 
I think, you know, it's really kind of sticking along the lines of opportunity because we talk about this all the time. There is so much opportunity in yes. this business, being a stylist, to being an owner, to being a solopreneur, an educator, starting your own brand and company and product line like you. Just out of curiosity, if we have someone that is thinking, I love the way something's been done, but maybe I want to recreate it or yeah. I want start something new, a new product, the new product line, walk us through that process. Cause I know it is very detailed and it's very tedious, time consuming and money consuming. So yeah. what did that process look like for you? Well, first you need to be an expert in anything that you're trying to recreate. So even before I was like the perm queen and, and had a book, a business of perming, I knew I was like, Oh, the perm, like the perm could be so much better. I had to like behind the scenes do tons and tons of free perms to, I mean, and still do to work out my ideas and practice and practice. Um, and that, that, you know, drawing out sketches, trying things out and really like, you need to be the absolute like knowledge leader on whatever you're trying to change or elevate. Um, a good idea is not enough. Uh, I I'm full of them. I'm full of great ideas. Uh, you also too have to do the math on it. Like, is there an opportunity for ROI? Um, this isn't the first company I've tried to create. I've created other ones that have totally failed. I closed during the launch of Curl Cult. I had another like online store for hair products and there wasn't a lucrative ROI opportunity. And I was able to, I had a potential investor for that. I was able to pivot her to this product, this project, because we really hit it off. And she's like, Janine, this is just, this initial one was too expensive. And I didn't, I didn't do enough homework to really work the math out um, of like, how are you going to make money? That's the one question nobody wants to answer. They're like, but it's so cool. Who yeah. cares? Not cool is not enough. You have to, you have to pay the bills, your bills. So you need to tell me like, how will this make money and how much? Is there enough opportunity for profit margin? If there's not, are there other avenues for you to get it made to get that profit margin up? Um, there's pretty like standard in the beauty industry of like what the profit margin needs to look like. Uh, but answer those questions first because a great idea, a cool idea, doing something better is not enough. Um, yes. And there is like, I, I was faced with the perm. They're like, well, nobody's done this and now like seven years later i know exactly why because it is time consuming like soul crushing expensive you know i yeah it's 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 all those things but i was able to do the math on it and it's like yeah but if we do this we can make this if we there's this big uh, there's this many hairdressers i mean i downloaded like went to kinko's and printed out like Cause I'm old school like that. I can't like research very well online. I know RIP trees, sorry. <laughs> but I spent a month of my time during COVID in discovery when I was in negotiations with my investor. Cause she wanted to know how many licensed hairdressers, like how big is this, this pie? What are the service categories? What? And I had to go through like all these research documents, like stuff you would never think as a hairdresser that I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing homework. I thought I like 
didn't hair, so I didn't have to do homework. Yeah. Um, but it's not like then don't then then don't pursue that. Like that's yeah. the other part too. There is a lot of ways to make money. Having your own salon, doing your own brand isn't always the most lucrative route. It, it this came me and reinventing the perm came from a like a burn inside me. It was not because like I hope I make money one day, but it was different. I wanted yeah. to like when I close my eyes and I leave this earth, I want to know that I created a toy for hairdressers to find deeper success. Like that has always been my dream is to help hairdressers and I know that this is going to ignite careers, launch careers, make hairdressers money, have them discover creativity they didn't have before. Like that was the most important piece for me. But again, that wasn't enough. Okay, how how, well, how much does that piece cost? This thing cost how like what's our return on investment? Like what are all those things that go into play? And it took. I mean, I'm still. We still are working on all that stuff. Continuing like. There's all these things I want to do, but like, what is the quickest return on investment? I have to do all these like word problems and math equations and the things to run a smart company. Um, and right away before we launched, I, I partnered 50, 50 with someone that I knew had to, the chops to do what I couldn't. So that was the yes. biggest part, like partnering, like, you know, it's the idea where, cause I've, I've met with people too. They're like, I have such a good idea, but they don't want to give any of it away. Like, yeah, me neither. But I also don't have a million dollars <laughs> or know how to run like a multi, you know, like I want a really gigantic company. I don't know how to do that. I've the most I've done is 50 people. I would like way more than 50 people for this curl cult. So finding the people like you have to identify what is there's this like, I'll try to send you guys the doc. It's the four quadrants of like, what are you? amazing at what are you like good at what are you capable of and then what are you shit at and yes. you gotta figure that out and hire or partner with whatever's in your lower quadrants because we're not we're not all the four boxes absolutely and melissa my, my ceo partner she she is we have like things like strings that tie us together but we are very different um, and respect each, each other's like quadrants as such where, and she's taught me so much and teaching me how to be like a, a big girl CEO one of these days. So yeah, like figure out what you're not good at partner, hire, how are you going to make money? Because your great idea is not going to be enough. Wow. I'm truly inspired by your journey, right. And the evolution <laughs> of your career. And I love that you're allowing Silas to take a part of the hair business that got left behind and bring yeah. it to the forefront through revolutionary technology and, you know, cutting out a segment that was chaotic for us. Right. It yeah. didn't allow it's us the worst really, part, right. It's the worst part that people dread. So I, I want to, I want you to Leave us off with a message to any stylist out there that's ready to take a leap into new services, into a new journey in their life. What advice would you give them 
who's fired up from listening to your story and maybe ready to take on the perm world yeah. that is revolutionary? I mean, don't be afraid to fuck up. Like, <laughs> yes. get in there and for God's sakes, have some fun. Quit yeah. being a damn robot. Like, uh, yes, I'm inspired by so many things online. I love it. But that does not imprint it into your head. Like, if only I could watch a YouTube video and then perfectly know how to do it. It's not how it works. You yes. have to play. You have to mess up. And that is where the bit, that is where self-esteem comes from. The fuck up and pull yourself up and figure it out. That's where you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm amazing. <laughs> yes. Because... <laughs> you got to come full circle with it. You got to not be amazing, not be amazing, getting better, doing great. Oh my God. And this is, this is the best. My clients love me. Um, that, that is where you will truly get that self-esteem and that, that true confidence in your craft and enjoy your craft at the same time. Wow. That is such great advice. I'm inspired. You're a firecracker. I love <laughs> I just feel like so many people are going to relate to you because it's just real. Yeah. yeah. And, and we love about it. Getting, it is about failing. It is about falling. And it's also about getting back up and pivoting and, and going yep. in, in maybe in another direction, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. I think it's so important because that is where the most growth happens is when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. This has been, I am like, full right now because Aww. I love your energy, but I just love how you attack and tackle things. Like this is not an easy task and investing your money and investing your time and doing something and recreating something where someone was like, this isn't possible. You can't do this. I'm just yeah. inspired by that. And I know yeah. so many people are too. If stylists and owners want to reach out to you because they're interested in learning more how they can grow their own business with Curl Cult, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? And where do you want them to reach, reach you? Yeah, one, to get certified in Curl Cult. That, that was something as an owner, I was like, I'm not going to charge people to know how to properly use my product. Mm, so yes. go to our website, curlcult.com. We have a free... 45 minute certification. Once you take that, we'll put you on the map that you're a curl cult specialist. Um, and we have a ton of other like free education on all of our core perms. Um, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. We, we have some great uh, makeovers on there. And you can, I guess, follow, I mean, I, my Instagram is kind of very like mom land, but you can DM me, you can DM curl cult. Um, also email me, Janine J, J A N I N E J at curlcult.com. Yes. Thank you so much. I, yeah. am, I, I just am addicted to your energy. <laughs> I need more of it. And thank you for bringing such magic to our industry and making sure curls and textures creating that has a place to live. Yeah. It's, it's time. We, it needs to be better represented across all the outlets all the pro beauty stuff like we're yes. getting there but it really starts it starts with the behind the hair hairdressers like yes. we are the actual we make the movement we're the magic makers and clients want it so let's do it absolutely and listen i'm like ready to almost do a perm at this point <laughs> nina's you know, getting a perm 
I'm good. This is what yes. I am like thinking I want to do a perm. Like I you're like you're in oh, yeah. even like because I feel like it was such a sore subject for me in terms of like just not wanting to do perms, but you're making it cool and it, you're making it different and you're making it fun. And it is a way for people to make money and build a client base that they really enjoy spending time with. So thank you again so much. Make sure you follow curl cult on Instagram. And if you need anything, I'm sure to slide right on into the DMS. And if you want to get certified, go to their website. I love that you're doing that for free. That's so kick-ass. And if you want to follow my best guy at it's Mr. J Ladner and myself at Nina Tulio and our amazing sponsor at Oligo pro. And listen, if you learn anything from listening to us today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth. And remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.